Cool. We're starting. So, hey everyone, welcome to the Roof Fitness Podcast. I'm Bradley Schneller. We are here with a very special guest, Mr. Carl Arredondo the third. The third. The third. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, um, Carl's been a member at Roof Fitness for two years, three years. Ooh, probably about three years. About three, three years. years. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and you were in Slide L before that, right? I was. I was with uh, a box in Slide L. Um, they were formerly Forged Steel. Now they're finished strong. It's a different box where a lot of my same old, people though, right? Same people. Yes. Awesome. Different awesome. box. So curious, how did you get started in CrossFit? <laughs> well, I was one of those uh, guys that were always at the gym, mm-hmm. elliptical first, then the uh, weight machines. Right. Day in, day out, that was my routine. And then a trainer there at the time, Colleen Seeley, she noticed my routine every day. And she said, hey, why don't you try CrossFit? And I'm like, I can't do CrossFit. I've got a bad back. Uh, I've seen what you all do. No, right. no way. So her and another coach there, uh, Kelly Guillory, kind of talked me into going and try it out. And once I tried it, I realized, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid and right. that, that was it. Right. So That's it, awesome. took, it took two trainers and two CrossFitters to get me involved. How long were you at Finish Strong? Um, probably I started in 2013 okay. and I left so it. Okay, so you've been yeah. doing it a long time. Yeah, I've been doing CrossFit since 2013. When did you like first get into, I guess, exercising? I've always been in it. I was one of those skinny kids in high school that right. I wanted to gain muscle and never could. I played junior high football. Oh, I didn't know. And I knew I wanted to play high school football, but I knew I couldn't. I was too small. What position did you play? Receiver and DB. Okay. But I knew I would get killed, so I stuck with band. <laughs> I stuck with band through high school. So, But I've always been interested in sports and exercising, and I've always wanted to try and bulk up, but I was one of those kids that just couldn't gain muscle. What instrument did you play in band? Trumpet. Trumpet. Okay. Trumpet. So, um, I was in band too. Most, most of the people here know, I know, but I imagine we're going to bring in a whole big audience because of you. So <laughs> I actually played the, uh, the bass drum and band. Yes. I also played baseball. Um, I played football for a little bit and I got my noggin rocked one you? time yep. and I was, and I'm pretty sure I got a concussion. I Same thing with me. I, I and I woke up out of it and yeah. I was like, that's it. Yeah. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I took a two-step turn, catch the ball. Mm-hmm. As soon as I caught the ball, the DB came and right. just separated me and the ball. And I saw white. All I saw was white, yeah. and I was stumbling back to the sideline. I mean, Mine was I on a kickoff. Oh, okay. And I lowered my head like an idiot and just got rocked on the crown of my helmet. Yeah. And uh, I woke up like that, and I was like, I'm not putting this That'll helmet get back you on again. kicked out nowadays. Yeah, yeah, crown, absolutely. Crown on the helmet. So, um... So you've always been around fitness. I like that. Yes. Uh, what kind of made the change from going from like a regular gym where you just worked out to CrossFit? I mean, it was just a leap of faith with those two coaches that kind of told me, come try it. Mm-hmm. And then what sold me was the group exercise. Right. And the main thing that sold me was it's adaptive. Yeah. You can adapt the movements to your level or what you can and can't do it. I started at 50. I wish I started sooner in CrossFit, but I started at age 50, and I wasn't like you know the younger athletes or the coaches, and I knew there was a limit there. I started at 28, and I wish I would have started at like 18. <laughs> yeah, I wish 15, it was around you know, when yeah, I was much younger. Exactly. Um, we had a uh, we have a 
an event, an all-female event. You know about it, Carl. It's called Metcons Mimosas. We do it once a quarter mm-hmm. um, on a Saturday, and, and we bring all these ladies into the gym. Ladies only work out, and then we serve mimosas after. Yeah. Um, it's a fun time. Well, someone brought their mom yesterday. Oh, awesome. And uh, I think she was in her 70s. Yeah. And, I mean, we did a whole bunch of adaptions uh, to the workout and modifications. Mm-hmm. And she did, like, most of the workout yeah. uh, with just slight changes here and there to be doable. But she got a good workout in for 35 minutes. We put one of our coaches, Kristen, with her. Uh-huh. Uh, and Kristen was on her like glue. And that made me so happy. Oh, yeah. No. You know, it really did. To see her do that whole workout. Yeah. I, uh, I talked to her a little bit after. She seemed pretty happy about it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen from there. But uh, I, I get a lot of joy to seeing someone come in mm-hmm. and then surprise themselves yeah. with a workout. Yeah. Well, you know who impresses me all the time is Bob in the morning. So yeah. I don't know what Bob is. Is he 80-something? Yeah, he's 84, 85. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he used to be a professor at Tulane. Mm-hmm. Um He's a mathematician. He's written like two or three math books. Yeah. Like it's pretty crazy yeah. um, what he's done. So well, when I, I used to work out at 930 in the morning before I left the station and I would see him there and I said, okay, I can't complain because Bob's here. You know, I'm not complaining about the workout or right. being old because there's Bob. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the station. You used to be a meteorologist, mm-hmm. but you still kind of dabble in it because you still tweet about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I try not to be that person now that's retired and keeps contradicting people that are already on the air still so so pe- people do give weather reports and you're like mm, i don't i don't think so i'm not seeing that yeah but i won't i won't tweet out and you know uh, I just, right, right in my head so, sometimes yes so what are you looking at i look when at you're s- when you're dabbling recreationally in meteorology same thing, on I, the side. same thing i always did all the same computer models that they still use at this day i still get have you, access to you them. have access to them oh yeah they're all on the internet i mean the the GFS, the European, they're all on the internet. You can you can find them. Anybody can see it. And that was the issue that when all the stuff became public that now you had your amateur meteorologists that seem to know more than you did and want to contradict you every chance they get. Right. But everything's out there on the internet. Anybody can see whatever the data we use on TV. Do you think just uh, your wisdom allows you to see weather patterns better than maybe some young youngins well, I think on the air? I think it's experience to this this environment, this location, you, right. after a while you realize that there's some things that the models don't do better with than other models or other locations across the right. country because each, each uh, area of the country has their own uniqueness. Uh, like when I was in Atlanta, we were on the foothills of the Piedmont, so we'd get cold air dammed up against the, uh, the mountains and it would stay cold and rainy and icy because the air would be stuck there. Right. Here we have the lake that's a big influence to us, so we've got to pay attention to the winds off the lake how cold it is on the North Shore in the wintertime, on the South Shore because of the wind speed. Across. Huh. So there's a lot of little uniqueness in every area of the country. I have some uh, weather predictions as well. Yes. Um, I am an amateur Mardi Gras meteorologist. Uh-huh. I know that the first weekend of big parades is always pretty good weather. Okay. Um, it's beautiful out there. Okay. Uh, Toast Sunday is it generally never rains on Toast Sunday. It has once in like the last 10 years. Right. Um, Monday is always cold and windy and nasty looking. Mm-hmm. Monday Gras. Okay. Um, and then Tuesday is okay. Yeah. So that's generally my meteorologist forecast. Yeah. It, it's like that 
Every year, yeah. no matter um, when the date changes. <laughs> and, and usually Nick's is a, a rainy parade. I remember Usually, that not this year. Weather was beautiful this I year. I remember that every year. Nick's was getting rained on, and they were all upset about it. So I do know Wednesday for Nick's is usually a wet one, but not, not this time. No, they just had other problems. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, you know, we mentioned meteorology. How did you get into meteorology? As a kid, I was always interested in weather, looking at clouds. Even to this day, I love staring at clouds, just watching the clouds can expand. You? Right yes, now. I can still see a mess. <laughs> I can still see directly what I'm looking at. So, But yeah, I was always interested in weather, watching the weather on TV. And, and then in sixth grade, a TV meteorologist came to our school on a career day, and I was sold from that day on. So I knew in sixth grade what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a meteorologist. Not right. on TV, but I wanted to be a meteorologist. So I knew and had the blinders on, knew what courses, what schools, and Mm-hmm. And you know, I went from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I didn't think I found out what I wanted to do until maybe six months ago, and that's be a podcast host. <laughs> I opened a gym, been doing this for six years. Yeah. You know, I was uh, in hotel sales before that, musician before that, yeah. but I just like interviewing people. It's you can always follow your dreams. That's the beauty about things nowadays. So yeah, awesome. awesome. So yeah. so. Um, I mean, you're kind of a renaissance man. You were in the band. You played sports. You exercised. You did meteorology. Mm-hmm. Any other tricks up your sleeve? Um, just what I'm starting to do now. I mean, uh, with Lighthouse, I'm starting to uh, – I'm in school to become an orientation and mobility specialist. That means, in simple terms, I'm learning how to teach people or students that are blind or low vision how to walk safely with a white cane so that they can – remain or gain independence okay so for people who have had their head in the sand for the past year and a half okay can you let everybody know you know your current situation okay i was diagnosed about uh, 2016 with retinitis pigmentosis it's called rp for short right basically the cones and rods in my retinas are dying or dead and i'm losing my vision from the outside in so i simply describe it as if you walk around with two toilet paper tubes to your eyes I have a very small central vision. My vision is basically five degrees. So if you think about it, your arm straight out, that's 180 degrees. So five degrees is where I can only see like where my hands are right now. So it's basically what I'm directly looking at. So if I look at you, I don't even see the lights, even though they're bright. Right. I know they're there, but I don't see anything around me. That's why me learning how to use a white cane is important. That way I can find obstacles in my yeah. way or drop off. So. So 2016, I was diagnosed, and then it became more in 2018, on Christmas, I realized that I can't do my job at Channel 4 at 100% because I can only see the monitor in sections, and in severe weather, you really have to see everything that's on the right. radar screen. And so I made that decision uh, uh, a year ago, Christmas, that uh, I was going to have to retire yeah. from, from the So station. I saw, you know, Meg Ferris did a great report on the whole thing or mm-hmm. series um, and that was excellent but I really want to ask the important question okay. and that is how do you watch TV like is it it's just the same no are it's, you closer I, I can still see TV but in fact being farther back is better so okay. I can Bro, see, see the so when I'm at the movie theaters I, I have perfect. to tell ISIS we have to sit in the back that way I can kind of see more of the screen at one time but you sit in the back more than just to watch the movie no, right? I, right. I, I know movie. ISIS no, no, I've no, met no. ISIS a handful <laughs> of times she wants to make out the no, whole movie probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'll miss a lot of the darn movie because I'm watching. Oh, that's second. why you're missing the movie. Carl. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> yes. For the uh, my vision. <laughs> what about so like? I mean, I don't know if you guys know Carl, but he is really 
good on social media. He's constantly posting, tweeting, all that stuff. So, I mean, if, if being further back, how do you deal with your phone? Well, it's easy to see up close because I can see that small section of my phone. So it's a small section, but if it's a bigger screen, of course, I have to get back. Computer screens like your laptop, I can see at a regular pace. The thing I do now with my computer and my phone is I switch to contrast. So it's black background with white print. That's easier for me because I'm becoming more what's called photophobia. Light bothers me a oh, lot shit. more. I have all these lights know, set well, up that, right I now know. for Carl. But I'll turn them off here in a no, second. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what you need for this. So I, I can do that, but... So, you know, you see me when I'm running. I'm always having my sunglasses on and I'm squinting in the box. Carl still runs in the street. I do. And, you know, even, and, I, and it, I don't mind doing that. I get help. Like today, for instance, uh, we're running and I'm about to make the turn at the 400 mark. And before I can even turn around, Nicole yelled, car coming, because there was a car coming. And yeah. I didn't, I wasn't looking at the right. time. And, and in fact, it would take me probably a little while to find it because I have to scan where right. I find my direction straight ahead. So I know I got a lot of help here. So I'm not worried about falling or tripping around here. What about at home? At home, I, I know my environment. Um, if I'm out, if I'm with someone, my son or ISIS, I don't use my cane because they can human guide me is what that's called. Yeah. Um, if I go out someplace on my own, we're in an environment I don't know, then I'll probably have my cane with me just so I can won't fall or trip over. Things. And that's what you are learning right now to teach right. others at Lighthouse, mm -hmm. right? I've gone through training at Lighthouse, and then in school, I had to go for six weeks last summer to uh, Stephen F. Austin in Texas. That's where I'm right. taking my classes now online, but I had to be there for six months. And we went through a blindfold class where for four hours a day, we were blindfolded, and we had to maneuver inside, outside, businesses, street crossings, and all that. So that's the training we have to go through to understand what someone that has no vision may be going through so we can teach them better. Did it scare you or excite you? Because I, I would be scared shit. Um, I was like, this this is my this is gonna be my life. Yeah, no, there it, it wasn't a scared. I wasn't scared. It was more of a, a challenge. And I right. see it as a challenge. I was always looking forward to blindfold uh, blindfold because I knew I would have to really rely on other senses. Right. And I was a big proponent on feeling the sun. On sunny days, I, love that. I know where the sun is, so I know where east and west oh. is on the time of day. So, And in, in O&M, a lot of it is cardinal directions and directions of streets, so you'll know where you are in your environment. So I relied a lot on that sun. That so was in New Orleans, you're screwed. Well, if it's cloudy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, but at least I know the directions. Even those streets don't go sometimes right, in the right. correct directions. But you have to have that mental map in your head of where you're at, and that's the thing that we have to work on and continue to work on. Yeah. Um, so I know, did did I see that report you were working with, or are you trying to work with construction workers doing it? What we're doing is, in fact, uh, this, win uh, this week, we're going to do this in Baton Rouge first and then in New Orleans, is that we're taking some of the city planners in Baton Rouge, because there's some corners in Baton Rouge that are horrendous for somebody to try and cross. So we're going to show them what it's like for someone with an impairment, especially visually impaired, trying to cross one of their streets so that in the future when they develop new streets, new corners, or repair some, they can do the proper construction of uh, the truncated domes, those bumps on the sidewalk. Right. Those are actually for uh, people with canes because they can feel that texture with the cane and know they're coming to a driveway or a street. 
so they know to stop because there may be traffic coming. Many people thought that was for wheelchairs to keep them from rolling into the street. I did but, think that was it. But those are actually for the cane users to know that they're coming up to an intersection and they have to line up to the other side too. And a lot of times they don't. There's one intersection in Baton Rouge that if you cross at the truncated domes, you're actually crossing between cars idling at a red light because the cars are allowed to go forward. Oh my God. So you're crossing between these idling cars, which is not a good idea. Right. So we're trying to show these city planners and we're going to do it also. I think the city council of New Orleans is going to be taking part in this experiment too here. And Louisiana drivers aren't the best at being <laughs> patient or caring for those in a crosswalk. That is one thing I don't miss not driving. I do mm -hmm. not miss not driving at all because it's been three years since I stopped. And Carl Uber's everywhere now. I Uber and Lyft and I'm part of the paratransit systems for Jefferson Parish and Orleans Parish. So, Do you get a better experience out of Uber or Lyft? Um, Lyft is a little less expensive most of the time right. than Uber. Uh, I have a plan with Lyft that I, I get 15% off, you know, every ride because I pay a, a certain amount every month. Oh, you Uber, do? Yeah. Uber doesn't allow or doesn't give that many promotions, but when they do, it's a good promotion. So most of the time it's Lyft, but Uber once in a while. Is there a difference between the drivers or the cars? I mean, I know a lot of people do both. No, they're, they're all, you know, all the Lyft drivers and Uber drivers, they're all nice and I, I enjoy talking. So I can tell in the first right. five seconds or so that the driver wants to talk or doesn't want to talk. So I can sit there quietly because the driver doesn't want to talk or I can sit there and talk the whole time. How many drivers know you when you get in the car? Um, some do already. Some it takes them a little while when they hear me. Um, some I've had repeat drivers just by chance many times so because I do it so often. So a lot of drivers already know who I am. So it's like the driver today that just brought me here. He recognized me right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And and what's nice is, you know, everybody's so nice. Everybody still in this year that I've retired still come up to me in the grocery store someplace right. and wish me well or just want to say hi. And that's always been so nice and, you know, unexpected still to this day a year later. That's awesome. Yeah. So back to uh, trying to work with the city council and mm -hmm. Baton Rouge and the state. Mm -hmm. um, are you doing this in conjunction with Lighthouse to try to get these yes. things changed? Yes. Um, Lighthouse is trying to do this. I'm doing this with one of our O&M instructors, uh, Eric Mills. And O&M stands for? Orienta Orientation and Mobility okay. Specialist. So that's what I'm training to be uh, in school right now. Um, we have three right now at Lighthouse, two that work with children at the school systems and one that works with adults. And I'm in the department now with the adults. That's probably where I'm going to be when I graduate and get certified. I'll be working with 55 and older people that are, and it's, I can relate more. It's to probably harder, right, for to get it as an adult? It is harder because it's a bigger adjustment. There's a, you know, As a kid, I guess you just, it's your life. You learn. Well, they're also very devastating for them because they have their whole life to go and they realize they're not going to have their vision. So right. it just depends on your your attitude, where you are in life. But they go through the stages of grief, just like losing someone. And that's part of what we do as instructors. We try and help to keep them positive, give them ideas of what to do. And I can relate and I can express what has kept me positive. Did you go through that? I did not because I was more of a person where I've always... I, you know, I come from a science background, right. so there's always a problem, work the problem, fix it. That's one of my favorite phrases mm -hmm. from the Martian, work the problem. So I knew I was losing my vision. What do I do now right. to keep going? So that's where I decided, well, working with Lighthouse would make more sense. I would adapt more in the box. One of the things was, was that CrossFit athlete in 2013 I read about in um, uh, 
in the CrossFit website, she had RP, but she got in her late teens. And she was expressing and showing how she adapted. She would put neon tape on the wall balls. Because just today right. with the wall balls, yes. you know, I'm trying to make sure it doesn't go out of my vision and get hit in the face. But she would take well, neon we can do tape. That. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I'm still okay. I get the right. bright yellow balls that right. I can gotcha. I can see coming down a little bit more. But uh, you know, I, I put chalk in the kettlebells or the dumbbells mm-hmm. so I can see them because they blend into the, the right. floor mat. So so there's ways of adapting, but she was kind of my role model. And so having a role model is something that may keep somebody positive or show that you can do that. So role models, uh, positive attitude, drawn from previous experiences. I mean, we all went through Katrina. You know, if t- Katrina, if you lived and survived through Katrina, there's nothing that you right. really can't deal with. So it's yeah, a lot of that. That's unbelievable. Working with the city council, how is that done? Uh, we haven't done it yet. They've always been very receptive and very good with us with Lighthouse. So. It, it's going to be interesting to see these people blindfolded and doing this. So mm-hmm. they have a, a better understanding of what it is. And maybe future road improvements or road constructions will have all this because a lot of Louisiana, Louisiana in fact, doesn't deal with a lot of the um, ADA, the American Disabilities Act compliance. So there's, you can tell by looking at some of these roads. So everything should be compliant from elevators to stairs to the room numbers on the side. They should be raise letters that way somebody without vision or low vision right. can feel the numbers and, and the braille underneath. So there's a lot of things that can help people that are blind or low vision and a lot of places just don't do it yet. Okay. So will you eventually go completely blind? More than likely, yes, but there's no timetable. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my doctor, uh, Dr. Robert Ross has me on these pills now. I started these new pills uh, last summer and he wants to monitor to see if it's doing any damage or slowing it down. And from a year, we've noticed no difference in my peripheral, which is good. No difference in my vision, which is good. But I noticed that I am more photophobia. I've noticed in the years since I started those new pills, I'm more sensitive to light. He says it's a good thing that I'm being more sensitive to light. So I, I trust him and I'm listening to him. But I have noticed a difference that light is becoming more of an issue for me, Claire. Right. And, and, and uh, seeing you, it at daytime. Do you feel that your other senses have increased? I do hear better. I can hear things that sometimes other people may not listen to. Right. Um, but that's part of, you know, relying on your other senses. Sometimes, like, for instance, um, I was at a charity event where it was a blind taste for um, WRBH Radio for the Blind. I'm on the board with them as well because it kind of makes sense that I'm right. a partner with them. And we had a blind dinner. And when you don't see and you're tasting your food, your senses of your taste buds, you taste more of your food, yeah. more of the, the seasonings. Smelling, you know, some of our training is we have to find the coffee shop somewhere. Well, as you're moving around the streets, you start getting that smell and you start knowing which way to go because you're following your sense of smell. So you have to rely more on your other senses. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. So um, right now, how often are you... Like working out two to three times a week. <laughs> Since I started school, no. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I know you're. You're pretty. I come on the weekends pretty. Good. I try to. I try to, but weekends are studying and doing tests and quizzes and papers and stuff. So since I started school in August, it's been drastically down. down. down yeah, because I've, I've got blinders. I need to study. I need to. I need to focus on school because that's me. Right. I'm not like where I can come every day and still get my school done. I'm just. 
I'm too old for college is what I say. You know, I'm too old for college. Is what right. I say. So I need to focus. So you sound pretty immersed, though. I mean, like you enjoy it a lot. College? This, no. This. Go work or no, school, or the school. Oh, school. Yes. Well, I enjoy the application, dealing with the the adults and the students working with them. I enjoy that part. I don't enjoy the school part. But right. I know I need that to finish up because I am so looking forward to working at this full time and, mm -hmm. and helping the adults because I help with the classes we have there for the adults. And it's awesome seeing these these adults, these senior citizens, these people from 50 to we have a couple that are in the late 80s, that when they're put under blindfold for the first time, and some of them have vision, that they're like, I, I don't think I can do this. And then when they maneuver through the hall, with a cane or with sided guide, they're like, oh my God, I did it. And I said, yes, I know you can do it. You know, right. you can do this. So helping the gain, helping them to gain their confidence is something that I just find awesome. That's incredible. So um, let's dig into some more fun stuff. Okay. Okay, Carl. <laughs> what is your your favorite music to listen to while working out? I think most of us know, but I want, I want to put it on record here. Uh, I'm a classic rock guy. Classic and I know guy. this is not a, a very big classic rock gym. I mean, <laughs> what do we listen to most of the time? A lot, a lot of dance music, a lot of, uh, uh, <laughs> it's hip, not even hip hop. It's a bunch of dance music. Music that I'm like, what is that? Who is that? Cause so much of today's music, I have no idea who they are. You know, so, you know, I heard the boys are back in town today. We like, did yes, play the boys are back in town. I, I did I a Sunday morning workout yeah. playlist. We did Hall & Oates this morning. Yeah, well, that's not exactly no, my that's workout. No, you know, Right. Well, it's Sunday morning. Sunday oh, morning. I know. I like the, I but like the kick I'm a big it. classic rock guy, so I, I love... Favorite band? Kiss, of course. Kiss is my favorite band. Mm -hmm. um, I ask this question a lot on social media. What's the five artists or musicians or bands that you would take on a desert island, and that's the whole catalog you would have, five. So mine was Kiss, Bon Jovi, ACDC, The Eagles, and this surprised a lot of people, Madonna. Madonna. All there, that's all you would listen to for the rest of your life on a desert island. So that was my... Jeez. So I gave that out to anybody. So anybody can comment on this post, uh, your five artists or bands that you would take on a desert I island. I love that. Um, let's see. For me, uh, I love 311. I've heard of them, but uh, I the don't know them. Late 90s. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 311. Okay. Definitely. Uh -huh. um, probably uh, Beyonce. Okay. So I'm, okay. I love I singing. Me and Sarah sing Love on Top all the time. Okay. I know. I know you're not. I know Beyonce. This. I know who she is. Yes. Know, yeah. Good. Um, shoot. And then it would be like. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, they're good. They're good. That's a good one. I'm, I'm really so like my uncle. Uh, my uncle Ray was in the band, the Nobles. You know. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like growing up with him and my parents, like yeah. I listened to a lot of '70s. Music. Yeah, I love. I'm 70s. gonna leave the other two undone for now. Okay, so you can I, add I gotta later. Think about sure. that. So, what's your favorite workout? Um, anything endurance wise. That's why I love Sundays. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a barbell person anymore. I, I, right. I kind of gave that up when I hurt my back one, one time in here, and, and that was just me. That was just me. It wasn't, it wasn't this. It was me. What an advertisement for yeah, the gym. Yeah. That was me. I, I said that. That was me. So that's why I like the sculpt class or CrossFit class, but I'll do the workouts with the uh, barbell in the workout, but I'll use dumbbells instead. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I tell that to people all the time. I like the you squats. Know, you can do CrossFit do and you can do still. dumbbells. I'll do squats, but anything off the ground is what I try and avoid with the barbell right. now. But. And you like sculpt because it's 
basically an endurance class with it some is. weights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like dumbbells and, and that's, kettlebells. That's and no stuff. joke either. The sculpt. I it is not a joke. When I was going to take it for the first time, I said, oh, I don't know if I want to take the sculpt class. You know, it sounds like right. it's not what CrossFit's about. And when I took it, I was like, it oh, kicks man. your butt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever we have someone that just does our CrossFit class and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to take it easy today and enjoy yeah. the sculpt, they get their ass kicked. Yes. I love it. No, no. I, I love all the workouts. The endurance, the the rowing class. You know, rowing's not my favorite, but I, I do enjoy all what that I, kind of what stuff. What I do love about the endurance class, it's the same like fifteen to seventeen people that show up every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We're like a little group. Yeah, I like it because it's a Sunday. I don't have to rush for work or come from work here. I like it because it's a easy time for me to do it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go. Uh, favorite movie that you've seen recently? So not all time classic, but. Um, you know what I saw for the first time recently that I didn't see before? I saw the original It. Mm -hmm. I saw the remake now part I one. I like the remake. I did too. And really I'm good. a big fan of Tim Curry. Yeah. I saw and the part what, two. I almost watched it the other day, but I got to be in the right frame. Of I've got to find I don't have it. On, I, I've got to find it. But I do want to see part two because I enjoyed the kid actors. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed what uh, Scargars, is that his name, that yeah. did with Pennywise. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward. Because I'm not a big remake guy. Like the Joker. To me, nothing's like going. Well, to me, nothing's going to beat Heath Ledger. Heath I, I agree was, with that, but this but was he was Joaquin Phoenix was very. He I did a good job. I love the movie. I love the darkness of it. It's, love, it's interesting because I don't know if you were like this, but I found myself rooting for the Joker. Sure, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Spoiler alert: If just mute your thing for the mute your radio for the next thirty seconds if you haven't seen the Joker. Yeah. Um, when he goes on to the show yeah, yeah, yeah. and does what he does, yeah. I was like, yes, yes get it, yeah. yes. No, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I'm not a fan of the remakes. I'm not a fan of messing with something that was good like 21 Jump Street. I saw the original series, Johnny oh, Depp and stuff, but the remake, I it's love not the a remake. comedy. It's <laughs> not, I don't want it. 21 Jump Street wasn't a comedy. It's the Starsky Star Star and Hutch movie that came out. I love Starsky and Hutch. I am not a no, don't mess with the original. I showed my parents Starsky and Hutch at the beach, and I, they laughed out loud yeah, um, a lot. I, I didn't. I don't even give them a chance. I don't. I didn't even. I haven't seen them. Okay. All right. What is your uh, favorite type of food to get for takeout? Oh, you know, um, tacos are easily my kind of food. Uh, sushi, I love. Is that because you're from San, San Antonio? Um, maybe so. Maybe you know that Hispanic. You know, tacos are my go-to, but I love sushi and pizza. I mean, I, I love. The foods that you shouldn't eat all the time. I really do. Favorite sushi restaurant? Um, you know, there's a little place on airline right next to the Rouse's, uh, Unagi. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never had that. That's, it's, good. it's good. The hibachi there is good as well. I mean, okay. but I, I, there's no sushi. I, I love Rouse's sushi. I mean, I love sushi. I love sushi. sushi. I, I just too. love sushi. Yep. I could eat most of it as long as it tastes fresh-ish. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> can't work out right now a lot because of school. What are you doing health-wise to stay in shape? I'm just trying not to eat as much. I'm not, I, you know, I, I've taken the challenges here. I've mm -hmm. had Sarah's a nutrition coach for three months, but unfortunately that went to my school in August right. and I wasn't able to come as much to uh, Rue. But I try, I meal prep every weekend. I meal prep for the week so that I can have, don't eat Do you out. have a specific like guideline you're trying to do in terms of meal prep or are you just taking what you learned with your three months of coaching taken with Sarah what I, or the challenges? Yeah, because I'm not one of those measurers. I can't measure the food or worry right. about the calories. I just want to eat what's clean and right. better for you. I try and stay away from fried foods as much as I can. I don't eat a lot of fried food. Um, but you know, a lot of stuff is what I've learned from here. You know, I gave up bread. I gave up cheese because I like beer too much. 
Yeah. So I've got to you got to have some type of balance. Yes. And now that we're in Lent, you know, I gave up alcohol. And, you know, I don't eat a lot of sweets, but sweets are off the list. So you're giving up alcohol for 40 days? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I, I did that one time. Yeah. But I'm good. Uh, it's, now. it's difficult. I love beer. I love beer. I'm not a big wine drinker. What's your favorite beer? It doesn't matter. It Just, doesn't it, matter. As long as it's not, you know, a dark beer. Right. I, I so love beer. I don't I've, want fruit in the beer, though. I'm Most actually weird. Beers. Like, the older I get, I've been telling people this, the lighter the beer I want. Okay, that's I like light beers, yeah. I mean, but I also love dark beers. Mm-hmm. So like I can drink like a stout. No, but I can't drink IPAs. I just don't. I'm not a big. See, IPA I've person. had them, but they're okay. I'm used to just regular beer. Just regular beer. Could be domestic. I'm not big on you know a lot of foreign beers. I love Yingling Light. Yingling Light. I that's I've had that here for the first time way back when and. I've had that many times too because yeah. you guys showed me a lot of new stuff. I mean, I didn't know what Fit Aid was. <laughs> I didn't know what Yingling beer you, was. We're you, teaching you all kinds of new tricks. While, you had that tea here for a while behind the bar too, you know, and I didn't know what that was. So we Oh, kombucha. We had kombucha yeah. on tap. Yeah. I just had some kombucha. Yeah, I'm an old dog. You know, I don't know a lot of new tricks, so I'm trying to keep up with you, you young kids. So uh, what is your – what would be like – one health and fitness tip that you would give to people that maybe your age and um, so that's 40s. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Um, But like, you know, maybe they haven't really exercised, but they want to get into it. Uh, What kind of advice would you give to them? Well, I tell them and I still talk talk a lot. A lot of my Uber drivers, they see me drop off here and oh, you know, I said, and I tell them about the free workouts. I said, look, I can do it. You can do it. It's it's everything can be modified to you, and right. that's what I tell people that are my age or say I can't do that. Yes, you can. Anybody can walk in this gym or any gym like a CrossFit mm-hmm. or any workout. Anybody can go start working out at any time. It's just a matter of building yourself up and gaining your confidence. But that's the main thing I tell people that you can do it. You can get in the door and start working and moving as little as you can, and then work your way up more. It's interesting. I think there's a lot of fear when no. it comes to that. You, well, you you mentioned that before. CrossFit scares people. Just the I name. Just, I'm not even sure if it's CrossFit. Like people who aren't working out, like they're fearful of what people are going to think when they start. Working that is out. true. That is and true. so I think a big problem today, and I'm just going to say this, is there's like a lot of. Uh, I believe in body positive talk. Sure. Okay. Being body positive. Mm -hmm. But I think it's almost gone in the wrong direction. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's okay to be obese. Yeah. It's not. No. Like you're, you're going to, it causes health issues. Yeah. You know? Um, And then I'm just going to say this, like it raises healthcare costs across the board. Well, Jillian Michaels got in trouble for saying. I don't know. She said that. that. I felt. I was with her with yeah. what she said. I completely I agree mean, with her. But but then you have to understand that maybe some people have a condition that that makes them obese a- or there's something's going on. So it's not a general blanket that you, you, no, absolutely. you have to look at everybody separately and maybe there's something going on in their life that we don't know about. That's that's how I look at everything now in life, you know. I can't judge people because I don't know what they're going through or right. what's happening to them. You know, I, so, but yes, obesity is tough on people, on their joints. Right. I, I see a lot of that and I can tell what their joints are and they're, they're talking about, you know, medical conditions that they have because of the, the weight on there, they're putting on their joints. So, yeah. And okay. so I, I think there's a couple of problems. There's a fear of starting um, because of what people might think. Mm-hmm. There is, I don't know what to do. 
there's a lack of education right. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there is, you know, where maybe there was pressure before to be skinny. Yeah. You know, yeah. now there is, oh, it's, it's fine. Yeah. And, um, I feel like people out there should just reach out to someone and ask for help. Listen to a podcast. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just start walking. Yeah. Um, participate in one of these challenges. Yeah. Like it's not expensive no. to do our challenges no. um, at Rue or maybe any other gym or the Whole30 or the Whole Life Challenge. There's a number of different mm-hmm. uh, stuff out there. Yeah. And just start to gain a little bit of baseline education. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we can start with yeah. educating people. Exactly. Because – as far as the community of CrossFit is very positive, very encouraging. Right. So you can walk in that door and already think that you're not going to be judged. That's the thing that happens when you walk well, in these doors. The problem is, is that, I, and I know this because I was overweight for so long in my life. And yeah. I, I don't know if I was obese, but I was definitely overweight mm-hmm. most of my life. And I always felt like I was being judged. Always. Well, sure. So I can't imagine, you know... Um, being heavier and you, you always have that in the back of your head that sure. you're being judged. Um, and you know, so like going into an environment where everyone's super fit, like yeah. it's gotta be mm-hmm. daunting, but yeah. I can't say this enough. And I, and I know you believe this mm-hmm. is that, you know, Planet fitness talks about there's a no judgment zone, right? right? That's bullshit. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but here, there definitely isn't. I yeah. just want to help people. Yeah. Like, and everybody here just wants to help people. Mm-hmm. And so, I agree. And and at the box I used to be at, it had that a sign on the door that said, "Check your ego at the door." Right. And that's the way you have to walk in these doors. That you know, you're just as good as anybody else, or you're here to be just as good as you can be to better yourself. So once people get that attitude, it's easy to start taking that first step. Maybe it's just cut something out of your diet every day. Cut the sugar. Cut yeah. the soft drinks. You know, I remember when I cut regular Cokes out of my diet, I used to drink a lot of regular Cokes a while back, just dro- dropping that in my diet, I noticed a difference already in just weight and right. inches. Absolutely. So it's just a matter of making that one cut just to start off something. And I, I mean, I look at it as like, if you going through all of this mm-hmm. can get in here and work out, anyone can. <laughs> well, yes, anybody can. No, I mean, yeah, like, no, anybody can. How easy would it be for someone to just give up? It is easy, and a lot of people do, and that's why we have support groups at Lighthouse, and people do get depressed, and don't, they want to stay a shut-in. They don't want to go out or do anything. Do they have gyms at Lighthouse? No. No, there's no gyms at Lighthouse, but we're... We should do that. We're talking about... Well, I'm reading about how Tai Chi is a good thing for older adults for bone strength, because mm-hmm. falling and you know right. balance is a big issue for older adults. So we're reading about that, and I'm trying to... I'm going to do my next paper coming up by the end of the semester on any kind of exercise or or fitness for older adults to get into to maybe keep them strong and because as we get older we go through a lot of physical is there things. space for a gym at Lighthouse? I don't think there's any space presently. I mean I talked about with you maybe yeah. doing a class yeah, here and, yeah. and having people mm-hmm. like yeah. we can do it all at once. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we would have some people that would love to try. I'm sure that just to Get moving because we have a, a couple of people that are involved in a tandem bike ride that they do that where, you know, a sighted person pedals and guides mm-hmm. while somebody that's low vision or blind sits in the back. So we've got that kind of group going. We also have uh, one of our uh, mem- one of our workers. He's in that uh, 
uh, beep bas uh, baseball league where he plays baseball because it's beep baseball where the ball has sound on it. So it's an organized really deal that uh, if you Google that on on Google uh, beep baseball, there's competitions and leagues all across the country with that. So it's it's pretty awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. He's been wanting me to go out there and try it, and I haven't yet. <laughs> I, I'm going to. You know what, what was funny was I got to tell this quick story. When I was at, away at six weeks in, in Texas, mm -hmm. it was Nacogdoches, Texas. So I found a box there. There's only one box in Nacogdoches, real small town. So I, I can't imagine what they were thinking. For those of you who aren't familiar, box means gym. Oh, gym. So in CrossFit gym. Yeah. Yes. So I knew I was going to try and work out at least once every six, the six weeks I was there, once a week. So I found a, a place to go to. And of course, it was an environment I wasn't familiar with. Right. You know, I, I know this area here. So I can't imagine what they were thinking. They saw me walking in with my cane, using my cane to walk in and find. Yes. So I'm thinking, what are these guys thinking? You know, oh, right. no, what, what, what's this? You know, and so I walked in, did it, and worked out with them for six weeks, you know, and great. They probably love that, huh? You know, great community, yeah. I, I'm still with them on, on their Facebook page and stuff. So they're great. So, um, you know, anybody can do it. Anybody can do what you want to do. You just got to put your mind to it. I love it. Um, Cool. Let's let's kind of end there. Anything, uh, any type of wisdom you want to leave with everyone here? Um, just that you know, life is too short. Don't worry about a lot of the big things. You know, worry about how to make things better. Um, I've learned in since 2013 to de-stress and not worry about so so many things because mm -hmm. there's somebody that's probably worse off than you are. So I kind of look at it that way. I accept everybody 100%. I try and help people. I love talking to people. So it's just make every day good. Try and make, make it good for somebody else if you can. Ever since I had my second child, yeah, um, yeah. my two-year-old, uh, Vivian. So mm -hmm. I have a six-year-old, Brendan, and I have a two-year-old, Vivian. Um, I've really felt that, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and it's kind of like I've spent the last two years trying to be less angry. And I yes, don't know why I was hard, angry before. It's you know, I don't know why. And and, and it, maybe being angry isn't the right word, but easily irritable. Yeah. Oh, you can ask and my society son. as my a son whole. Will tell you the same thing. Easily yeah. irritable. Yeah. And I've done a lot better job at just letting shit go. Yeah. And and I think that's because maybe I want to be around for my kids. Yeah. I don't want to get road rage yeah. and get shot or. Or have somebody run me off the road, yeah. or I just I need to be there to protect my kids. Yeah. Um, and you can, life is so much better when yeah. you just let shit go. Yeah. Well, you, you have to do that on Twitter too, though. I'm getting there, Carl. I'm I seen getting you there. on Twitter, so I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Damn. I was like, oh. I've calmed a lot down <laughs> okay, on that. Right. I've calmed a lot down. Right. So um, <laughs> it's. It's mostly geared to sports, though. No, right? it is. It is. It is. It's mostly it geared is. to sports. No, but you want to be a better parent, and you're learning how to be a, a better parent by understanding what you need to do to adapt to right. fatherhood. Yeah, I mean, each year over the past three years that the Saints have gotten knocked out of the playoffs, I've, I've recovered a little bit better. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's tough to do that. I mean, that's, it's crazy. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to be a better parent, and life is just better when... You can be a little bit more chill. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I'm enjoying. Any, any tips for that? Just enjoy everything you're doing with the people you're with. I mean, I'm enjoying work, coworkers at work. I'm enjoying my personal life. I'm enjoying my workout life. I mean, just knowing that I have people that I like being around helps everything. Yeah. And definitely 
surround yourself with with people that you want to be around, right? Positive, like positive people. If, if it's toxic environment that you're in, you need to cut that toxic environment out. It does because it, it it does affect you. It mm-hmm. does affect you. I love it. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Uh, Carl, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Carl underscore Arredondo. And same thing on Instagram? Uh, Instagram is Carl Arredondo the third, I think. So I, it's usually the third. You're going to find me as the third. You just search it. Because there's my dad on Facebook and my son on Facebook. Just oh. make sure you're following the right And person. you still give out weather tips, right? Uh, not online very much anymore. No, you gave no. out a Mardi Gras. I did. Report. Oh, that's because two of the uh, DJs at Bayou 95.7 asked me to do that extended outlook. It was pretty so spot on. I've, I've done that for them because they asked me, but you know I don't do it too much online anymore because you know there's other people that get paid to do that, and uh, you know I just I told my meteorologist that once I retired, you know I'm not coming back. I'm not, you know, be that person. I'm not the Nash. I'm not going to keep coming back on bad weather. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. That's somebody else's job. Carl correctly predicted the weather for. Um the birth of my second child <laughs> that night. <laughs> Did I? I? Yeah, okay. yeah. You told me it was going to be cr- – because we were on like baby watch and um, you told me like exactly when the storms were going to hit. And it was crazy. Like I had fallen asleep and my wife Emily had woken me up. It's like we got to go to the hospital. And I looked at the time and I'm like, oh, shit, it's about to rain soon. Yeah. And so like we jumped in the car and like five minutes out of the house, it was storming. Uh-huh. And you and it was like around midnight. Uh-huh. And that's exactly when you said it was going to get a little crazy. It was, I still remember that. Today, well, Adam. well, good, because I know I've gotten a few effing Carls from you too when the weather well, didn't pan out. So uh, <laughs> what Carl is referring to is last year or two years ago. I think it was two years ago. What, Barry? Was it? No. no I wasn't here it, for Barry. Yeah, all right. So yeah. – Let's back it up. Okay. There was a crew to vu where Carl said it was going to rain its butt off. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, and it was kind of raining, and he's like, it's just going to be nasty. Uh, don't even bother going. So we, Emily and I didn't make any babysitting plans or anything like that, and we stayed home, and it didn't rain a drop for crew to vu. So that was the first F and Carl. And then we have... I think canceled class a couple of times yes, based off class, of, yes. based off of Carl's weather yes. recommendations. He's like, it's going to be crazy, man. Like, I don't think you want people driving out in this. Weather's going to be nuts. The wind's going to be high. And so we're like, guys, Carl's laying it on pretty thick here. Um, we need to cancel class. And then nothing happened. I think I had like a branch blown. Over. But do you remember though that? A weather forecast is not just for one location. It's for an area. I so. know, but it's more fun if I, know, if I, I know. jack with no, it. I know, so. I know, I know. I've gotten effing Carl's many times. And, <laughs> and then when the workout's brutal, there's an effing Bradley. I love know. it. There's I, an effing Bradley. Effing, I get effing Bradley's a yeah. lot. So, mm-hmm. um, Or, you know, who did this programming? Stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. And awesome. He's, and he's not here doing it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do most of it. I, I do know, most I of know. the time. It's not when I'm around. That's why. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, make sure you... Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast at Rue Fitness. Um, And we hope you enjoyed the show. So have a good one. Bye. Bye.